river kingdoms are a constantly shifting group of city-states, kingdoms and fiefdoms, rising and falling through the machinations of would-be conquerors, wars, assassinations, games of politics, and dangerous monsters. South of Brevoy sits the Stolen Lands. Stolen from what and when are a matter of some debate. Currently overrun by bandits and monsters. Brevoy seeks to aid in the establishment of new kingdoms, buffer states, run by anyone strong enough and clever enough to carve a kingdom out of the savage wilderness. Caelan Thorne, the mercenary who would be king, believes he is that man. Herein lies his tale of wilderness exploration, monsters, politics, romantic entanglements, ancient gods, and war. Heavy indeed is the head that wears the crown. Sugarfueled Gamers, in association with RPGMP3.com, present Kingmaker, a Paizo Adventure Path. A word to our listeners. This game is often interrupted. Whenever this happens, you'll hear our editor's tone to let you know when a segment of recording has been removed until we resume gaming. Episode 101. When last we left our hero, you'd gone poking around down Pytex and found, I think, very little of anything of... Yeah, I... Empty hex, empty hex, empty hex. Yeah, I explored a whole bunch of grassland hexes and that was about that. Um... Back in negotiations, Rasseline has sent you a diplomatic envoy to basically say they will provide you with supplies, weapons... People, build points, 200 build points for the um, eastern tip of your kingdom. Yes. And I have not as yet had a chance to discuss that with my counsellors. Mm-hmm. Or make it, discuss it with the centaurs or make a decision. Yep. So yeah, that's, that's where we cut back in. She has extended you this offer but with you know, no expectation of reply in the next hour or... Yeah. Lose it forever. So, um, if nothing else happens, um, Caitlin will head off to talk to people about that. Yep. But, um, I got the impression something else was about to happen. Uh. You said you had a big pile of Kingdom events. I did. Um. But, you know, we haven't fin- yet finished resolving that one. Okay, so I, get, I can do that one before the next one kicks in? Yes. Cool. Okay, in that case, um, I will go see um, Deneed Thunderhoof. And if a core of Silverfire is available, I'd like to talk to them both. Because yeah. I'm sort of assuming, if not, that you immediately drop everything and run around like a headless chicken at this that you at least, um, you know, treat this as a fairly priority matter and go and pursue yeah. people instead of just... Um, yeah, no, absolutely. I want to get a reply off to her promptly. Um, so I'm fairly certain there's nothing... Um, aside from the fact that they're centaur hexes, there's nothing particularly exciting in those hexes. Yeah. Um, um, yeah, that's right. I've got the Norman Heights up because I was looking at it. There's the old location of the Kankarana Run and the... Um, yeah, the Kankarata Run Caves and their central territory, but they're just undifferentiated grassland hexes apart from that. I've got some hunting preserves in it. 
in them and you said she'd pay me for the hunting preserves. Yeah. So where's the Kankarana run? Can I look at your map for a second? Sure, that's the exploration map that's I can get you the um city map, the kingdom map if you want. The city the um the exploration map has more details of what I found when I was exploring. Cool. Okay, answers that. Thank you. Okay, so you go and pursue the Thunderhoof and the Korra. Yes, because this, this affects the tribe in both times, yeah. so I want to talk to both of them. Yeah. Or rather, we'll call them to you, such as well. So, a Korra will enter... Uh, sorry, um, Deneed will enter very much decked up for war. Um, given that she's one of your was one of your generals, I don't imagine your guards are going to blink at her bringing weapons in here. Hell, hell so no. she very much comes in like she's expecting to roll out the door into a battle. She's got yep. the big the big um, uh, bow over her back, whatever it was called. Um, I mean, Caitlin routinely wears. Um you know, full plate and um, uh, and um, light weapons when he's actually doing thing- things. I, um, you know, when he's just relaxing, he wears his leather armor. But I, uh, either way, I, I, I think she'd be having a good day to take him. <laughs> ah, that's a Skybolt. Yes. The um, thundering composite longbow. Well, she's got Skybolt? Yes. Badass. Um, it is a relic of theirs. But it is a weapon of war, yeah, and yeah. you are present indisputably at war. Yeah, yeah, no, it's a, it's a, it's a beautiful longbow. So yeah, Kaelin still covets it a little bit, Dunedin. even though, it, although, even though it's kind of wasted on him with his um, enthusiasm for the long, level of enthusiasm for the longbow. Denise trots in very much dressed for war, and um, Akora comes in, you know, behind her, substantively less dressed for war. Yeah, yeah. Um, of note. Uh, Deneed is armed in armor, and she wears like you know lighter leathery armors across her human human torso. Has the big bow. Has various. Um, I think she's got something like a great hammer or something like that. I forget. I didn't look it up. But it mattered. Um, but Akora is also armed for war. In what's probably the first time you have actually seen her. So, and she's basically wearing light armor and has a basic dagger strapped to her belt. Mm-hmm. She. Doesn't look compellingly proficient or ready for a great battle, yep. but she is dressed for one. Yeah. Two so need. <laughs> Kaelin, what news from Pytax? Nothing of late. What I've got um, right now is from Mivon. They're um, offering us aid in the fight. Armies, men. Machine, siege machines, resources, something to buy a, a good, a large amount of them. The um could um make the difference. And um, I've got the troops, but the um their gear is not what it should be. Um, the bowmen um don't even have bows, and um all the armies could use could use an upgrade, and it doesn't come cheap with that many men or centaurs. Those to resource, but unsurprisingly, there are strings attached. And this pertains to all the centaurs now and in the future. So I wanted both of your takes on it. We're listening. And, and Kale will dig out a map. They want this. To join Brevoy and... Provide Brevoy and Mivon with a route between them. Mm. 
and Deneen and Nakora both sort of give each other a long, searching look at this. That's a lot of our. That's a lot of our Santor territory. Aye, I know. Are the resources worth it to keep Pytax out of the rest? We can use them, but the Centaurs are a part of this kingdom. I'd have to know that we could um, that you we could make up the territory to you elsewhere. There's a lot of Varnhold. There's a lot of Varnhold in the Noman Heights that nobody's doing anything with, and. I know the um, area down south is um, bad, but it's getting better. That's what I wanted your take on. Deneed nods and sort of looks over the maps and, you know, th- ponders this, the various geographic areas and things. She nods. A few years ago, this wouldn't have been any question. Now... The central lands are a lot bigger than they used to be. Long run, your folks can settle. I know you're um, not as keen on the, the cities and the like, but there's um, there's plenty of land in the Greenbelt too. Your folks can um, move where they will to. But I know that land has been yours for a long time. And I know um, Bravoy were um, Bravoy and Mavon were among the people you had to fight to keep it so. And if you were taking it from us, then we would fight you for it. But Mordecai is dead. Or, I don't understand. Dead again. (laughs) Dead again. Gone in any event. What lies below his lands is no longer a threat to us. The centaur's ancient watch is done. Now we have new enemies to fight. And we need more resource to fight them. And Akora sort of just leans over to her softly and says, leans over to her and says quite softly, Kankarata? The spirit of below Kankarata will move when the tribe does. He has in the past. The lands are still, the lands, we have been driven from our land before. Where we are is where our home is. Is there anything that your people, that I can give your people to um, balance the scales on this? In truth, we already have far more than we could have ever hoped for. There are centaur living in Varnhold now inside its walls there are centaurs spread all the way across to Fort Drelev one can run for days and days and still not reach the end of our territory our territory she says and sort of encompasses you and her with a gesture no we have trusted your decisions before, and it has brought us nothing. And it has brought us nothing. Uh, and it has brought us no harm. I think we should do it. And Kaelin will give her an arm clasp. Yeah. 
Akora notably says little to nothing during all of this. I wanted her take on it, but I know that um, Denise backed down when Akora said to trust me, and Denise clearly didn't want to. I know Denise's in charge now. Mm. It's it's clearly a matter of heavy importance to them. They're in a time of war. Denise is the war leader. She makes all the decisions. There doesn't seem to be any conception that you're seeing flying between them of what happens when the war ends and peace breaks out again. Then Akora will just have to live with whatever hand's been dealt her. Yeah. But, I mean, um, you know, if I appoint, if I wanted to go quest or whatever, like yes. um, Richard, Richard Lionheart, yes. and I left Tristram in charge, when I came back, I'd pretty much just have to deal with what he'd done. That's, that's just how it works. Thank you. What we can do, we do together for victory. For victory. Shaking hands with a half-orc. We've come a long way indeed. <laughs> yeah, I remember the first time I ever saw you, I thought you were going to gut me with that thing, and I nod to her, um, like, whatever, because she carries a long pole yeah, arm yeah. type thing. Turned out to be a good thing I didn't. <laughs> Alright. Alright. Okay, so... Yeah, so, Deneed speaks for them. She says you can do it. Cool. Um, I'm going to remember that the centaurs didn't ask for anything in return. Mm. That's not something that customarily happens when I ask for a favour. Yeah, yeah, but the centaurs have, um, have their own fairly unique culture. Yeah. Also, killing Vordekai is a really, really, really big deal to them. Yeah, I can see how that would be. Alright. Like, their, their ancient watch has ended. When it happened, Akora basically had some manner of conversation with you that said, we just we have no idea what to do now. Yeah. But, like, the watch is all we have had yeah. for generation upon generation. The, um... I'm happy that they're, um... They're building something new. Mm-hmm. And that there are more of them. Because, you know, yep. they're running out of tiny babies. And tiny central babies. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> mm Beats its tiny hooves on the ground. Caelan mm-hmm. doesn't get as sentimental as I do about tiny central babies, but uh, he's happy in a loose sense. <laughs> he's happy in a more manly way. Um, so, um, then I want to call the council together and talk to everybody about it. Yeah. But this, I'm giving this, you know, I didn't want to do that until I checked yeah. in with the yeah. centaurs because, you know, it's all of our land, but it's much more yeah. theirs. It's all of it, our land. We're just taking the bit that belongs to the centaurs. Yeah, yeah. It's it's much more theirs than it is anybody else's. Um, and and Rasseline has basically, at least at this stage, given you a broad outline of a sketch of what this would look like. And it's very much not going to be on Tuesday the borders are shut and anyone who enters we're going to kill. Yeah. It's if the centaurs have shit they want to move out or whatever, then there's like essentially a pulling out period. Yeah. It would be it would be more com- there are advantages in the sense that it would be much more complicated if she was ta- asking for land that goes through one of my towns. Yeah. But um, particularly if it went through somewhere like Merkvale. Yeah. Um, but the but the um, the centaurs are nomadic. If they're prepared to go elsewhere, they can go elsewhere. Yeah. They, they seem to be getting on um, surprisingly well with the mayor of Varnhold, Crazy Ernie. Ah, uh, yes. <laughs> and his bear. Yeah. Well, he's a druid. Yes. He ought to be able to handle them if anybody can. All right. You have your council. 
So I will lay out um, uh, Rasselin's proposal. Yeah. Um, and let them know that the cent- and with not to the need that the centaurs have um, approved it and are prepared to go along with this. Um, it offers us a lot of short-term gain, but it is a concern for us in the long term. If um, Bravoy and Mivon ever declared war on us, and I don't just mean in my lifetime, this gives them a profound advantage. That's why I want to do it. Mivon is not going to be... Mivon is not presently going to become a part of our kingdom. And I know people are unhappy about that, and I understand why. But our kingdom was wound up a lot bigger than I ever intended. That's mostly been a good thing, but I don't think we have to... We're already one of the biggest kingdoms around. I don't think we have to keep on getting bigger, particularly if we're going to have to try and absorb high tax. We'll, we'll be a heck of a more of a meal than any of the others were, even Fort Draylith. And if Mivon's going to be its own kingdom, then they can't live in peace with us when we can absorb them and barely blink. They need to know that they could, if not take us, at least put up something of a fight. And heaven knows we haven't been able to do anything with Bravoy. I'm completely confident if I go in there with an army, it's just going to make things worse. But I can't say... There's a lot of general nods in But that I one. can't say I like that they're um, all kicking, kicking the crap out of each other up there. Apparently, um... The well-being of their own people hasn't been enough to make them pull together and pit, damn well pick someone for the throne. But the threat of me, that might just do it. They've already managed to all three of them make all three of their factions make an alliance with her. Maybe she can knock some sense into them. There is no suitable. There is no suitable candidate that all three that all three factions can agree on. Says Lord Tyrion Nemesty, who has been very closely following this, been an ex-Bravoyan noble of exactly that sort of. Um, uh, he he is not particularly strongly, but loosely attached to the um, uh, Calaxians, I think they are, the second of the three parties. The um, But let's be real here. That's because the nobles are all fighting for advantage. If I didn't cross the border with an army, I suspect they'd um, have a think about how much they really disliked each other and whether they could pick a candidate and um, get behind them. I'm not planning to do it. But if they worry that I might, it won't necessarily do them any harm if it does convince them that it's time they stop warring amongst themselves. I don't know if it'll work, but maybe... House Totova, House Kalath, and the Independent Alliance of Lords. Yeah. Maybe they can put something together. And if they can't, then they're no threat to us in the short term in any case. I'd like to hear your thoughts. Um, just a question on that. Uh, have you invited Celia Ravenbrow to this? She is a member of your council, but she is she's she's your representative from Mivon. It's pretty obvious which way she's going to fall on this. You'd, certainly, if she says no, God, don't do it, that would be fairly eye opening. No, um, the whole point of having one of Mivon's um, guys on our council is so that she can spy. Yeah. If I was trying to do something that I genuinely didn't want to get back to move on, I wouldn't have. Yeah. Thought, I wouldn't tell the whole council. But I mean, you, you would openly expect her to advocate to move for move on in this position. Yeah. So essentially, um, her vote will count because you've given her full powers of a council. If yeah. it's worth you as the king can kind of overrule them if you yeah. so choose. But her vote is kind of a foregone conclusion, regardless of the arguments for and against, because 
she serves rest Celine far vastly more than she serves you. Yeah, but that's what she's there for. Yeah. I mean, uh, goodness knows what Akaros is actually doing down there on on her council, but we're certainly expecting him to write letters to us letting us know what's... or at least dictate them to someone. Uh, yeah, to be honest, you you have probably received word from him either slightly in advance of this letter or slightly... The, this approach was slightly behind it. Yeah. This sort of thing is going to happen. We're, um... We made our council process transparent to her precisely yes. so that she could have some concept of what we were up to. Generally speaking, I assume that Akaros is kind of keeping you informed in the background, but Vivon's yeah. not doing anything that's so compelling it needs to be on screen. Yeah, I mean, the reality is either of us could work around these precautions if we wanted to secretly declare war on the yeah. other one. But it does let them... But it does give move on much more of a view into our councils than they had before, and that was the point. No, So, no, she's absolutely there. Akaros would be able to tell you that they have... Um, Mavon has entertained a significant number of the various factions of Bravoy and the high-ranking leaders amongst them. Yeah. I mean, these guys have by and large passed through lands to get there. Yeah. Okay... And so you want to hear what people have to say about it? Yeah. So because I, I will certainly think about it if it's going to be vastly unpopular yeah. to almost everyone. So Tristan says, "I think you have the right of it. Let's let's extend the olive branch of peace to them and let them show them that we can work in cooperation together." And Celia Ravenbrow, shocking enough, says, "He's dead right. Mm-hmm. The pretty the pretty one is right." Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a chunk of territory to give to Mivon, but think of think of how much it'll affect your war with Pytax. You can sweep in with bigger armies. And I've always been one to believe that tomorrow's problem happens tomorrow. Right now, Stagthor needs those resources. <laughs> now, uh, one of the key advantages of um, Celia is, although I suspect she's cleverer than she makes yeah. it, than she chooses to sound, but. Um, you, you certainly get it. She certainly tells it like it is. And you can trust Rastaline to deal fairly. Well, for a noble. Caelan <laughs> will laugh at that. Lord Tyrion sort of looks at her. He's not a strong approver of her because, generally speaking, Aristotle and Caden Caelan are not, um, not, not, not deep friends because one is kind of inherently disruptive to the community. Yeah. Um, so he just sort of gives her a slightly withering look. And he says, I am in two minds about this, Your Majesty. We, well, we could use the resources we are offering to surround ourselves with another potential future enemy. Just sort of like drawing vaguely a mouth around the tip of your kingdom. Yeah. Um, Varn sort of nods at this, and Varnhold would be the first hit in such a, in, if such a thing were to happen. But, says Spitlana, we have no evidence that Rastaline has any interest in declaring war on us. It's very clear that she wants to defend herself. I would question what would happen if we do not take this deal and push her back further to the wall. That is usually when things can surprise you. Michaela uh, Huxley sort of nods quietly at this and says oh, as with Lord Terry and I have been two minds about this is there anyone here who strongly disagrees with this 
you hear yes simultaneously from both Michaela and Quintessa, who then look at each other <laughs> across the table. Michaela sort of gestures very politely, you know, after you, no, after you, Lady <laughs> There's a pause for a moment. I'll hear from Quintessa then, Michaela. Thank you. Michaela <laughs> says in a voice from a man who doesn't have time for this <laughs> We should be prepared for the. We should be prepared for the possibility, Caitlin, that Mervon and Brevoy will unite against us. How? best source of information into their kingdom is Akaros. <laughs> there is no denying that you are making a threat with this. Wouldn't you agree, Lady Morag? As a matter of fact, I would. Lady Moray. <laughs> so slight pause on the lady. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... <laughs> Michaela hasn't got a leg to stand on. She's no more noble than Quintessa is. Yeah, yeah. Yes, but she um, earned hers with skills that, you know, definitely weren't in the bedroom. When you trust people, you offer them a chance to betray you, Michaela says, staring at Quintessa. <laughs> we should be ready for that and not place ourselves in a position of vulnerability. We should stand ready to counter that threat when it becomes necessary. However, it needs doing. <laughs> Kellen winces very slightly. <laughs> the old Belle Dames says, Well, I've seen kingdoms come and kingdoms go around these parts. I would say when Mivon's back ends up against the wall, they'll make some sort of more formal alliance with Brevoy, or what's left of it. Sure. There isn't an attractive leader now, but as Tyrion says, when uh, sorry, as Cal- as Caelan says, when a more active threat threatens them, it's surprising how quickly people come together when the bear is clawing at their door. Um, and that's probably as much counselor talking as I desire. Yeah, that's fine. So. Um, uh, Tyrion will vote neither yay or nay. Um, Svetlana will vote yay on the basis that um, what will she, she thinks Mervon will do something worse if you turn them down again. Yeah. Um, she has no real read on what that would be. Yeah. But because they're clearly not about to be able to strike at you militarily. On the other if hand, if they had that, they wouldn't be worried. Yes, but on the other hand, if they were going to strike at me militarily, now would be an extremely advantageous yeah. time. Tristan is strongly for. Yeah. Um, Chief Sootscales is vaguely for on the basis that one of the things Mimon could do is ally with Pytax. Yeah. If it came to that. Um, Quintessa and Michaela are both violently opposed to it. Because they don't like trusting people. Yeah. And strong, they are strongly, very strongly opposed to it, much more so than anyone else on your council is. Tristan is the only one who's really yay. Yeah. Peace and prosperity to all. Um, Celia Ravenbrow will at length describe Mivon's glorious virtues but it is largely ignored and sort of expects to be because yeah. her voice is Rasseline is obviously speaking through her yeah, yeah. and I mean the um, 
you know, there's plenty of issues where she can offer an actual opinion that isn't just yes, vote move on, move on, yay. Yeah. But on the move on issues, it's definitely a thing. Yeah. So that's. But the only votes that I go by a simple majority a hazard of whether we resurrect people yeah. and fortune, which of course will make that hilarious. But you know, I've already run into that problem several times. Yeah. And that's that's about it for strong sort of for and against arguments. Sweet. And um, if there's what, anyone you particularly, I want to know from. what Van thinks. Uh, um, you don't have to do his voice. I just want to know what he thinks. No, he he gave you his. He's sort of in Tyrion's mind. You could use the resources. But Van Holt will be the first one up against uh, the that's wall. Right. He's he's, he's, he's because you've concerned. you've literally got like Ristoff is here, Van Holt is here. Yeah. There's not more than, you know, two days ride between them. Yeah, I normally think of Van Holt as being very the very safe area because it's as far away from Pytax as you can get. Yeah. And um, there's nothing on the other side but mountains. But that's because I assume we won't be fighting Bravoy and move on, but we'll be in real trouble if we are. Alright, so Kaylin listens to everybody. I hear your concerns and I share them. From a military perspective, this isn't the right move. But from a diplomatic perspective, I think it is. Because if it came to a fight, we could mop up, move on without raising a sweat. And certainly at the moment, we could do the same with Brevoy. If Mivon is going to have security, if Mivon is going to be able to feel secure with us, they have to be able to pose us more of a threat. And that means we have to weaken our position. I wouldn't do that if she'd just come to me and said, we demand this land, because I'm not, I'm not big on that sort of thing. But she's, she's offering us a damn attractive price. I wouldn't do it just for that. I wouldn't do it for someone like Pytax that I expected to go to war with. But I don't want to see us fighting move on. And if this is what it takes, then I'm prepared, and the centaurs are alright with it. Then I'm prepared to make that deal. Deneed will openly nod at this one. And Quintessa nods as you sort of say this and thinks briefly about it. And she says, I think, Kaylin, that you've convinced me to this. Rastaline's pride has been seriously bruised by the rejection of her hand. It's been my experience that it isn't wise to scorn a woman too often. <laughs> and, um, you never know what they'll do, she says, and looks across the table at Mikhail. <laughs> um, and um, Kayla's eyes flick to a different woman at the table. I have to say that's been my experience as well. <laughs> God, your council is getting big. Yeah, and full of scary, scary people who dislike each other. <laughs> but it could be the worst. I can't believe I ever... Now that I've... Um, listen to Niska's voice on the podcast I can't believe we ever survived having her as a counsellor in retrospect it was kind of obvious Goody Niska was the best counsellor ever <laughs> uh, alright and um, I will um, talk to Michaela privately afterwards if she wants to object further but yeah. I get the sense that yeah. this is, you know she's She's, um, I've made decisions that she's disagreed yeah. with before. It's, it's actually worth doing because she may have opinions that she doesn't want to voice publicly. Yeah. Although, generally speaking, she's got methods of letting you know that yeah. quietly. Yes. Uh, but here, you have an, a secondary conversation with her. She has no more objections than what she has already voiced publicly. Yeah. Uh, except to say that now she trusts Contessa less for having flip-flopped on her position. Yeah. 
Yeah, the, um, it's, um, she, um, I'm not certain that she entirely gets that, um, after all that time with Drelev, I'm not certain that she entirely gets that I'm not looking for yes woman. The last thing I need is people who, um, won't tell me when they think I'm being a moron. And, uh, I will smile at her as someone who has told me in explicit detail when she thought I was being a moron. You may always count on me for that. I don't agree with this decision, but I don't think it's entirely foolhardy. And I take your opinion seriously, but, um, I have to make my own mind up on these things, and it's a small price to pay if it um, comes wrestling down. Well, I hope it's a small price to pay. It's one of those things where um, it's very difficult to see what things will be like a hundred years from now. None of us could well be here. Well, I mean, if Pytex wipes us all out, it won't be our problem anymore, but... um, if they don't, it's the sort of decision that may leave Tobias or his son and his son or daughter in a right muddle. But um, I think we'll have trouble for move on sooner than that. I think Svetlana's right. We have no way of answering this mystery. We can only make the best guesses we can. And uh, the um project we were working on together. I'd like to have another crack at it tonight. By all means. Alright, and so um, Mivon have quite literally sent you up a diplomat who is quartering in your in your castle somewhere. So presuming that you are going back with a yes on proposition yes. G. Yes, with an understanding that um, we're explicitly putting in that the centaurs can have you know, yeah. X months yeah. to... Um, and and again, this but, is not... Like, there's no physical border there. Yeah. And Mivon is certainly not planning on manning every stretch of it with a wall or soldiers because that would be excessive, ridiculous, and still not very good at keeping out anyone who wanted to get in. Um, so I wanted to... Because Rathleen came personally to talk to me about this. Yeah. Um, and I sort of moved on it relatively quickly. Yeah. Is she still here to... Sure. Cool. Because I want to... Yeah, I mean, if you've, if you've made it clear to her, and by all means, that, um, you know, you want to speak to a variety of your counsellors, she's more than happy to wait several days. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, and um, so I will send formal diplomatic word yep. and then arrange to meet with her privately. Too many NPCs. Your Majesty. Majesty. So you already sent word back yeah, to her. Yeah, that, that. So she definitely greets you with very much, fl- you know, smiles and sunshine here. It is so good to be moving ahead with our new arrangements. I can't say we won't be glad of the um, resources, but I wanted to let you know why I made this decision, monarch to monarch, as it were. This is um, this kind of situation where. The short-term gain is remarkable, but the long-term, it long-term, it exposes my people to greater risk. You've made a military alliance with Bavoy. 
I don't want to fight. I don't want to go to war with Mervon or Bravoy, and especially not Mervon and Bravoy. I'm allowing you this military advantage because I'm concerned, I can see why you're concerned that the respective military sizes of our two kingdoms. We failed at one attempt to solve that problem. I think this is a good solution to give your people more of an advantage. Because I don't want to go to war. I don't want Stagthorn to ever go to war with Mavon, or vice versa. I hope, I also hope, I'm not happy with what's happening north of the border, but all I could achieve is add a for, adding a fourth side to their, their conflict. I have a great deal of faith in your ability as a perhaps more capable monarch than anybody who's up there right now. There's a threat to them in the form of a very, very large army north, south of the border that could march north at any time. If that causes them to stop bickering and find a proper king, sort themselves out, get some, build some kind of order, I'd be overjoyed. I think you can rely on Brevoy solving its, solving its problems very soon. Thought that might be the case. I know matters recently didn't end as we'd like. I respect you very greatly, and I would like to see Mervon continue to grow and prosper, and for Stagthorn to have strong neighbours and allies. I too would like to see us continue to work together. together. And she smiles at you and says, With the diplomacy all done, then. And flicks her eyes down to your sheath. Oh, excellent. Let's go down to the practice courts. Yep, and you can go out and duel her again. Yeah, excellent. Which, at which point you will probably still beat her. Yeah. Okay. And it, it, this happens over the next couple of weeks, but functionally, for rules purposes, you can or a big ass line and pen across them. Yeah, so um, I need to, um, which will mean I need to do some Math. fresh fresh calculations because I'm taking a bunch of hex, I'm reducing my control DC and my consumption or, yes. or uh, uh, changing my consumption or all that stuff. Yes, so um, I can tell you what you are getting out of this for starters. Yep. Um, so if you go to your notes or wherever you've got your treasury or what have you... Yep. Okay, so you are going up 200 bill points. Yep. Um, plus the additional cost of however many hunting grounds are in there. Yep. Um, so actually, no, this isn't the right sheet. What I need is the little scrap sheet so I can just note things down. That's what I thought. Yep. Uh, yeah, yeah, food shortage, yes. Um, Okay, um, yep, so plus 200 BP plus hunting preserves. Uh, and plus something that you were not necessarily expecting. Um, as these movements start to take place and Mivonese people start to move in and that sort of thing, uh, Akaros will send word that Mivon is disbanding one of their armies. Um, and the people of Nistra, who are the kingdom, Varnhold's here, Mivon's here. They're here on the other side of Varnhold, across the mountains. Ah, yes, they're the... Um, they are a, a reasonably small, not particularly um, prosperous kingdom. Like, 
they're small, I, I say, you know, they're maybe, you know, two dozen hexes all up kind of thing. Um, they will actually send you a wide variety of gift of, of just general gifts largely to the grand sum of two build points mm-hmm. which is not much to you but is at you least want... a middling amount to them yeah yeah um, which they send to King Kaelin and his council of Stagthorn courtesy of the people of Nistra in light of their wise decisions and rada 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 um, because they've seen the army massing on their borders <laughs> which has now gone away ah because there's this little Mavonis buffer state yeah because the other way they can connect to Brevoy is go through Nistra ah right yep <laughs> and the people of Nistra recognise this yes and appreciate that they're not being invaded yes thus are thanking you as best they can <laughs> well that's very sweet <laughs> And, and yeah. happily, there's such a high mountain pass between Varnhold and Nistra that the people of Nistra don't have to worry that I'll suddenly absorb them. No. They have never been compellingly worried about that. Yeah. Primarily because it's one of those things where, you know, it's kind of like New Zealand worrying about being conquered by America. If America choose to do it, there's jack shit we can do about it, so why lose a lot of sleep? Well, also, one. Um it's like, um, and then I've got to figure, it'd be like, it's like Napoleon and Russia. You yeah. can conquer it, but what are you going to do? You can conquer bits of it, but what are you going to do then? Yeah, Nistra's defense is sort of, there's no reason to conquer them, politically, yeah. economically, or otherwise. Yeah. Whereas the recent political shifts have given either Mivon, Brevoy, or both a reason to conquer them. And I imagine their borders extend into bits of Nistra that you can actually walk over, as opposed to my Correct. several miles of impassable mountains. Correct. So. Of course, I could go up into Brevoy or down into Midvon if I yeah. desperately desired to conquer Nistra, but that would be a really profoundly stupid idea for any number of reasons. Excellent. Okay, so um, basically this goes about. Uh, I can give you a couple of vaguely interesting pieces of information. Uh, why don't you give me the political fallout and then I'll do the, the general fallout from that and then I'll uh, do the math. In, in the immediate sense, there are no um, compelling crises with your um, tribe or anything in that neighbourhood formed from this. Um, uh, Mivon takes, takes the land, moves in kind of an unnecessarily large number of people to start with and then will start to thin them out uh, and are going to call that strip the Corridor of Thorns. Oh, nice. <laughs> I like it. Because that's it's sort of that line between... It's basically a direct link from Restoff straight down into... Yeah. I kind of imagine they're going to build a nice road along it and... Uh, yeah, you, you certainly... They will probably get onto that at some point. Yeah. Happening in the immediate fallout. And yep, then it's over to you. So my kingdom size drops. Yeah. Because um, I'm only counting the exploited hexes and that. Yep, yep. Um, but it goes from 109 to 104. And my consumption um, jumps up from um, 9 to 12, as mm-hmm. I have less hexes to feed, but they were nearly all grassland hexes that were feeding more people than they were um, costing. Mm-hmm. On the other hand, I think um, my, out of 285 build points, I can probably pay a 12 consumption cost next turn. There are still, there are still more Kingdom events for grass. Yep. But not before tonight comes, because the order in which you do these might actually matter, so... Sure thing. 
So, um... You wanted to meet Michaela in the woods again with another communion scroll? I did indeed, and another couple of potions of non-detection, which mm-hmm. I am again paying for out of my personal fund, which I will just note off. So, you're out in the woods again, Michaela, once again. I called you to answer our mysteries. Thrice I called you, Lady of the Seven Veils, Savannah, the Puck. You get, and again, her face goes into that weird, sort of vague smile. I'm here. Still creepy. <laughs> it was much more comfortable when it was just me, Corn, and the Goddess of Death. <laughs> and that's saying something, because that wasn't reassuring at all. <laughs> Has Quintessa Murray cast Modify Memory on Tristram? No. Is she a member of the Order of the Silver Twilight? No. Okay, not that secret organisation. Is she an assassin? Yes. Is she a Red Mantis assassin? No. Is she a spy? Yes. There it is. Is she a spy for Pytax? No. Is she a spy for Dagamark? Yes. There we are. Does she intend harm to Stagthor? Not at present. <laughs> because she hasn't got a contract. <laughs> Does she intend harm towards Tristram? No, baby. Stop. One, two, three. Yep, I'm good. Does she intend harm to Tristan? Yes. Same answer as the previous question. That's what I thought. Uh-huh. Uh, in fact, you will get a slightly clearer one than not present, not under current circumstances. Mm-hmm. And you get the same exact same answer, word for word, same intonation on both questions. Right. And Is she a follower of Norberger? Yes. Bingo. Which, however, is not illegal in your kingdom. I know, it's not. <laughs> That's why I thought of it. <laughs> yeah. And, um... Well. And... That answers that. And then you hear... And then you hear, well, see you soon. <laughs> and Michaela blinks, shakes her head slightly. That certainly does answer that. A Dagomark assassin. Well, we knew there was another shoe, but it could be worse. Yes, this is why I wanted to run this before you had a meeting with Dagomark. <laughs> yes, yes. I mean, they have to have them, right? I, I, I don't. I'm not necessarily certain. I want one as my counselor. Or, if I'm honest, I'm not necessarily certain. I want certain. I want one marrying my brother either. As a sister-in-law. I. She has been operating under Drelev for years now without any incident if she's left a trail of blood it's a remarkably quiet and subtle one Well one assumes that um, Dagomark didn't want to activate her if Drelev Dre- never moved against them but a neighbouring kingdom because Drelev boarded directly off Dagomark and now you do because you are in Drelev's territory So we can see why she wants to stay close to the throne. But, you know, as an emergency precaution, I don't imagine they plan on act- 
activating her, my, at least not uh, to target me, my relations with Dagomark are pretty good, solid at present. But were those circumstances to change, were we to declare war and march against them, they would have an asset perfectly positioned to take you out. And of course, just because she's not targeting me, that doesn't say they won't um, make up their minds to target others. I mean, who knows where their agendas may lie. On Quintessa's advice, we have invested in Dagomark. That is very true. And a remarkably good point. Well, let's leave the messy personal business out of this for the moment. This is a threat to the kingdom as a whole. She takes a deep breath at that one and then nods. I know it's um it's a big deal for both of us what's happening with Tristram, but this uh, I was after what uh, after the round of negatives where she didn't turn out to be a secret Iron, and when I was nearly sure she was going to be either that or a succubus, I was just sort of tidying up the kingdom concerns. But then we stumbled onto it at the last. She is a threat to the kingdom, and this is much more your area of expertise than mine. Personal feelings aside, it is my duty to inform you that the political situation, the political situation between uh, Stagthorn and Daggermark, she says, looking, you know, kind of distracted, thoroughly distracted. Daggermark has no standing army; they have never needed one. They tie themselves economically to the kingdoms around them, hiring mercenaries on rare occasion they've been required, and those who strongly oppose their interests face the Dagomark assassins. I believe from what we have divined that Quintessa likely intends no real threat to Stagthorn at this time. She is merely tying as many strings, Dagomark is tying as many strings between us and them as they can. This is... This is a string too many. But isn't there some line in um, the um, intelligence community about the best spy is the one they don't know you have? The opportunity to feed her false information. Or at least not to let, not to let her know that she's been run... details slip. On the other hand, I mean, my counsellors are a diverse bunch and they're near for a number of reasons, but there's not supposed to be anywhere anyone on that, that board I can't trust, uh, 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 to a reasonable extent. I mean, um, obviously there have been some notable exceptions to that, but um, I'm not happy having her at my back. Swift and deadly and loyal of heart, but... What masters? Aye, swift and deadly and loyal of heart, but watch where her daggers mark. Advisor by day, advisor by day, a lover in the dark, swift and deadly and loyal of heart. Ideas are her weapons that light a bright spark. Beware if you threaten where her daggers mark. I did not spot that. <laughs> I love that one. 
I congratulate you because that, in hindsight, is incredibly fucking obvious, and I yeah. didn't put it together at all. And that now gives you um, much more direct information on what that legend lore is saying. Um, she is uh, loyal to what she does. If she's a da- the the Dagomark assassins are basically well trained, relentlessly um, loyal, and generally you know highly skilled people in a wide variety of random disciplines. She's not um, necessarily like a particularly deadly threat to you being a 13th level fighter or whatever it is that you are now. Um, but, you know, she probably has more levels and capacities than she has thus far suggested. Yes, although I was completely certain she did. Yes. But um, that gives me a much better idea of where her class li- uh, where her class lay lie. Yes. It's interesting that she's not evil. No, she is not evil. At, which suggests that her principal loyalty is, but her no. principal loyalty will presumably be to Dagomark. The Dagomark assassins do not kill people for money. They are not a hireable service like the Red Mantis assassins. Uh, they kill people for political, economical reasons, that sort of thing. They are, they are essentially the Kingdom's shadow army. Yeah, so they are not loyal to whoever is paying them. They are loyal to Dagomark. I feel like I want the others' advice on this, not the full council, obviously. I don't really tell them anything I don't want to get about. But Switlana, Bryn. Tristan? At some point, I think now that I know this, it's my responsibility to tell him. But I kind of feel like this isn't a situation where I'm going to get in his take on kingdom politics. If she suffered a sudden surprising accident... That might solve a few of our problems. Might create a few more, though. At present, all I've done is sneak around behind Tristram's back and find out some stuff about his girlfriend that he'd rather I... that he probably won't believe and would rather I not know. Dagomark has only managed to sneak her into our circle by way of Drelev. Uh, almost a, a lucky state of affairs from them although she must have been thinking of this from the start when she began to help us. She's um, made it pretty clear on any number of occasions that she'd be happy to share my bed the way she's been sharing Drelev's. And I suppose I should, among other things, not just that legend lore, but the fact that she'd lied, lay there in the dark watching a man and that she had um, been with for three years um, bleed out and did absolutely nothing... It did worry me a little at the time, I must say. She nods at this. But, in fairness, Hannah Stray live. Aye, I mean, I was the one that killed him. <laughs> I mean, um, the fact that she didn't help him is... The thing of it is, I actually don't necessarily have a problem with her as a member of our kingdom and an advisor. I just don't necessarily want her as a counsellor. Or, it must be said, a sister-in-law. Mm-hmm. And Michaela looks... 
you know, behind the veil, very cross, um, because she's essentially having to argue bits on Quintessa's behalf here. She doesn't want to on a personal level, but her loyalty to you trumps her personal feelings. So she's obliged to give you what she can thinks is the best political advice that she can. Like, she would ter- certainly take a certain amount of glee in pushing Quintessa down a long flight of stairs, but, you know, there are also political advantages and disadvantages to doing so. My inclination is to... would be to tell the others and get their take, deal with how Tristram wants to deal with this however he can, and then tell Quintessa privately that she's welcome to remain as the citizen of my kingdom, but that I will be looking for a new counsellor. But that involves revealing to her that she's been outed. Because I can't come up with... She's actually been an excellent treasurer, and I can't come up with a good reason to take her off the council. I'd rather not say it was for incompetence when it clearly isn't, and it, it seems like it's just making an enemy a different way. Whatever lie you could tell, she would probably see, if not the director behind it, she would at least know that she is suspected of something. And and the rumours would follow that you had then slept with her and discarded her like the other woman. I know, I know. And it's um, it's a very good point. If I try it, the whole reason we're out here with the potions of non-detection on is that I was very concerned she'd find out we were sneaking around and investigating her. Mm. There's probably very little point in the long haul in me trying to keep from her that I know this. I mean, there's no world in which you dismiss her as a counsellor and she doesn't try and find out why. Whereas if she knows why... Alright. Incidentally, because this is passingly relevant to this, um, you have a diplomatic meeting scheduled like three days from now with Tamar Maracus, the representative from Dagamark, and Quintessa. Uh, that's fine. Yeah. That's very long. Which which was just, you know, she she said he wants to talk to you, you know, about politics and treasuries and stuff. It's now it's now merely A, that's a thing that's happening in a couple of days, and B, um you know, huh, Quintessa is, you know, bad with the people from Dagamark. Who <laughs> you? Alright. Um Let's find some place quiet to talk and round up the others, and then me and Tristan will have a conversation. And I think, and you can brief Brennan Swetlana and not be in on that conversation. And then the five of us will talk about what we do next. Right. So basically, what we want to do is meet in a quiet corner somewhere. Yeah, yeah. plenty of places available for that sort of thing. Yeah, not necessarily in the castle proper because it's not, you know, there's a lot of people in yeah. it. Trust me. So, Caitlin, what can I do for you? I have some bad news. Um, you oh. might want to sit down. He takes a seat. Is, is it Father? No, he's fine last I heard. There seems to be a bit less piracy in the shackles than there was. But it is a personal matter. I, I've i come into some information about Quintessa. Uh-oh. She is a Dagomark assassin. 
I don't know who's been who's um told you that. Uh, yeah. He sort of just shakes his head and goes, you, you have to keep in mind the old Bell Dame gets her information from the Fae. I mean, fairy dragons are lovely things, but you can't count on them to keep a story entirely straight. I know she's involved with Dagomar. She has extensive dealings with them. Yeah, so do we now. Because she, she advised us to. Yeah, I mean, that's the deal yeah. that he's talking about. Tristram, I'm, I'm not saying I think she's a Dagomark assassin. I'm saying she's a Dagomark assassin. How could you possibly know that? Because we cast a commune spell and I asked. A divine spell connecting... But and when you say we, you mean Michaela. Because I asked her to. Yeah, because he thinks about it half more like, how yeah. many clerics would... It's Michaela. Yeah, because I asked her to. It's my responsibility. You... Oh, this is very awkward. Uh, the nature of such spells, they are a... a pipeline to a deific entity of power... He sort of stops, blinks for a second. Whatever deity uh, Michaela elected to cast the spell to commune with can enter and speak through her, but she still controls her own actions. Uh, It's it's very complicated metaphysically speaking as to how much of Michaela is there versus how much of another entity. But to put it another way, the same effect could be realised by her simply standing in a corner, opening her mouth and saying yes, no, yes, no, rhythmically. I'm not saying she'd lie. I mean, she must have a reason to... He sort of just trails off, looking very awkward. But basically, his message is, in terms of how the spell works, which he knows back to front and upside down, there's no distinguishing factor between whether you got those answers directly from Puck or whether Michaela said, I'm totally casting this, and he said, yes, no, yes, yes, no. Yes, quite true. Um, <laughs> Particularly because it's Michaela, yeah. and you could have been a bluff check anyway, which Tristan knows. Yeah. Yeah, but it's kind of not just Michaela I got this information about. The first person I asked if Quintessa was trustworthy was you. And I, the whispers of the First World said that she was. They said that that she was loyal. They didn't say who she was loyal to, except indirectly, because, of course, it's it's all about poetry, yeah? If you threaten where her... Dagger's mark. He just kind of slumps slightly in the chair. Well, when you put it that way... I'm sorry. I... I suppose I should have seen it coming. Why else would she approach me? Tristram, it's not... 
she may have been using you, but it doesn't mean that that's what every woman's like. And it doesn't mean it's the only one reason any woman would be interested in you. You don't... You don't know everything that's happening here. Commune spells are difficult things. The minds and interests of your gods can be hard things to interpret. What you've heard there isn't the be-all and end-all of things. What if she is a Dagmark assassin? What if she was? Heavens know we can both agree Hannah Strayliff death was deeply unfortunate but there are many people who would argue he needed killing I can't understand why Dagomite would want to keep an eye on him you, you can hardly blame her for what she was doing in Dreyliv's kingdom no she's a um, she's loyal to her kingdom as she understands it and as a man who used to kill people for a living and really as an argument still does is I don't think that I, I don't have any quarrel with her profession but her ultimate loyalty is not to this kingdom. You, you don't know that. Who's to say circumstances haven't changed? Things. She's no longer under Dreliv's thumb. She's free to be who she wants here. But she never was under Dreliv's thumb, if I'm right. She chose to be in that situation. And now she's had a year and a half away from it. A better situation. She. People can change. They can. And I think if she was who I originally thought, if she was a woman who'd used her looks and other skills to get by in a difficult situation, that she could build a loyalty to Thagthor. That was why I made her a counsellor in the first place. But the thing about spies, if they're any good, if they're not just mercenaries for hire in their own way, is that they're already, they can't be loyal to their new kingdom because they already have an old kingdom that they care about. And it doesn't mean they can't serve their new kingdom's interests as best they can. But they're doing that to maintain their cover. But her motivations may well have changed by now. She hasn't come to me and told me that she worked. She hasn't come to me and told me that she used to work for Dagamark. To my mind, particularly if you look at the pattern of the advice that she's given me, I think that's because she still does. Someone and just... if I think, if I declared war on Dagamark tomorrow... I think Bryn and I would be getting a midnight visitor. But you wouldn't, so she wouldn't, and some women prefer to be mysterious. Look look at Michaela, poor people. And this is um it None of this argument, I think, is particularly surprising for Caelan because Tristan's um, persona is very much centred around he thinks the best of people. Yeah. And even here... Yeah, well, I mean... Um, he, also, he is trying yeah. to haul out the best motivations for her, and you don't actually have anything that says they aren't true. No. She no. could well have changed horses, but... 
But I don't think she has. Yeah, that's that's quite fair. But that's what Tristan is arguing. Yeah, and I mean, it's very understandable because, you know, he's in love with her. That doesn't switch off just because someone says something, which I don't, you know, have any, I, I only have a whole bunch of circuit. Besides the commune spell, which is, you know... No, he doesn't have to find convincing. I only have a whole bunch of suspicious circumstances. He gets, you know, quite worked up about this and then sort of just slumps back again, looking vaguely defeated. I don't know what to do with this now. I'm not sure either. But I thought... I obviously have been sneaking around behind your back, but I thought the sooner I brought you in on this, the less bad it'd be going forward. He just sort of nods blankly. Which isn't to say that it isn't pretty bad, but... From my perspective, this is the nicer conversation than the one I had with Father right before he tried to take my head off with his giant great sword. At least... You're dating someone who's... Definitely a human person who may well actually care for you. I'm supposed to marry her in three months. Yeah... Yeah, boy, was this a good time to find this out. Because it could have gone infinitely more awkward. Yeah, yeah, the the timing has been on my mind. He just sort of shakes his head and looks lost again. Let's just... We don't have to... We don't have to make lots of decisions right now. Let's just... Sit and talk about something else for a bit. That you, there must be something that you're working on that um, you've been researching recently. Give yourself a little bit of time. He sort of starts into something really half-heartedly and then just trails off entirely. That for the first time, you know, the the intellectual pursuit that he's current, the topic he's currently pursuing, doesn't grab him. Oh, that's heartbreaking. And well, like he starts into, oh, I've been working on Quillis' theory of inversion. You see, and he sort of rabbits on about it for you know two or three minutes while Caitlin's eyes glaze slightly, and he says, you know, it's interesting because Quintessa thought that. Ah, uh, yeah. Caelan will come over and put his arm around his shoulders. I'm sorry. He just looks kind of defeated. Yeah. <laughs> and it, it, meta-wise for what, what's happening here... Um, very much like Varn and Tristan's whether they're going to marry the Queen or not you are the only player at the table you can push for any of these outcomes you want, if you want to leave it to the NPCs you can at which point you'll just kind of get whatever result they hand you Yeah. so um, what I want to do is have a conversation with everybody about what we do about the Quintessa problem Yeah. but I kind of I also need to talk to Tristan about what he wants to do. Yeah. But um, 
I'm kind of thinking at this point that um, what we actually do is um, uh, don't go home and give Tristan like go out camping or something and um, deal with it all and give Tristram the day mm-hmm. and deal with it and then have the conversation like the following day when he's had a bit more time to think and process and freak out and stuff. Yeah. Um, but what the GM is telling you is you have heard the base sum of his arguments and where it has left him. Yeah. And that's not going to change. Yeah. So when you come back to this a day later, he's still pretty much in the same place. He thinks that she might not be, um, he thinks that there might be innocent motivations for her actions. That That is certainly what he will, uh, what he's arguing is not so much there are innocent motivations for her actions as it's very understandable why why she would be in that position against Drelev. But now, you know, she's come to a new and better, brighter kingdom and has a proper future, she can change as a person and probably already has. Yeah. Um, but he doesn't necessarily believe that with all his heart. Yeah. And if Tristram isn't 100% so convinced that someone's a good person, that says... Well, in, in all fairness, you're um, very much, I think, trying to hammer that argument down. Uh, I, that's what I think. Yes. Um, so... Um, so basically, what I want to talk over with people is that I want to, to let her know that I know this and to ask her to step down as a counsellor on the strength of it. And then I'm pretty much at this point going to leave Tristram and Michaela, uh, Tristram and Quintessa to work out where that leaves them. Fair enough. Um, if Tristram wants you know, input from me, he's welcome to it. But yep. at this point, if he knows this and is prepared to marry her anyway, then he's yep. got the big brass balls too. Then I'm prepared to back that. But I'm not certain that their relationship can survive this level of things that she hasn't been telling him. Yeah. So, and basically what I'm doing is polling people for objections to that. I've heard Tristram's arguments and basically my counter proposition is that I'm prepared to believe that she means the kingdom well and she's welcome to stay on as a citizen, but I'm not comfortable having her with as a councillor given this. Yeah, so broad opinions from your council of PCs. Yeah. Um, Tristan's pretty much made his piece abundantly yep. clear. Um, Michaela says, you know, keeping, keeping her in position and feeding her information would be, feeding her the information we want her to know would be useful, but ultimately a very dangerous game if she can play it better than we can I think that it would be better if she had an accident I think so too says <laughs> so Michaela would would be up for playing her as a um, false informant whatever it is mm. when you have a spy an exposed spy a spy that you know about mm. Except that she doesn't think that you guys, that, that Stagthorn can necessarily play that game as well as Daggermark can. Yeah. It's kind of their bread and butter. Yeah. And so it just sort of I mean, Michaela, you over. Yeah, Michaela might be able to pull it off, but she's got to deal with lots of people whose blood checks are really crappy, including Kaylin, who is a huge liability to any sort of surveillance um, operation. Bryn openly advocates that, you know, if she's opposed to what the kingdom is doing, just kill her. Yeah. Um... And Svetlana says, if she is an assassin, she has doubtlessly committed crimes and should be tried for them, but 
do we know of any that she has committed here in Stagthorn? We cannot... So, you could in fact try her for crimes she's committed under Drelin. Well, I mean, you could do whatever the fuck you wanted, ultimately. Yeah, but... Um, but legally, um, it, like, crimes that have occurred in Fort Drelin are now under your jurisdiction. So, for example, if there's, say, a murderer who is caught two years later... Just because he murdered the person in Fort Draylon, in the point when Hannes was the king, doesn't mean he just goes free now. Generally, Stagthorn would try him and, um, you know, jail him, execute him, wherever it is you were going with that. Um, but of course, um, there is no um, evidence to suggest Quintessa has committed any crimes. Yeah. Because if she's done them, she's done them subtly and quietly. Yes. And um, I'm not prepared to expel her from the kingdom or. Um Execute her in secret yeah, or any of yeah. those things. Nobody, um, nobody has been. I'm merely reducing my level of trust in her. Nobody has been very openly assassinated in yeah. Drelev's court, but um, several people have died in what could be normal or suspicious accidents, depending on how you view them. Oh, that's very but, true. But you openly know that Drelev has actually had a couple of them killed. Yeah. Uh, but possibly by her, but possibly not. Yeah, I mean, the odds on actually that Drelev didn't know, wouldn't have hired her for this because he didn't know she was a professional assassin because that was one of those things yep. that you really wouldn't tell your boyfriend, yep. the king. <laughs> I mean, she was doing the I'm a cute little defenseless girly girl bit for me, which I didn't really buy. But you know, yeah. it, it was presumably because it's much it's much easier to get close to people who cut their throats if they think you're a well, cute little defenseless girly girl, and if they think you're a professional well, Tristan, assassin. Tristan's argument is, you know, now that she's like fallen in love and, and stuff, she'll become a better person because yeah. that's how it works. Um, but even he's not prepared to entertain the conception that you know she'd fallen madly in love with Drelev, and that no. was what was preventing her from assassinating him. No. <laughs> But that's that's very much the argument he is tendering. Is yeah. you know, she's like she must be in love with me, and therefore she's changed as a person. And it's it's fine. Yeah, we and, can work through this difficulty. And if they can, they can. And if they can't, they can't. The part that I am making the decision about is having her as the treasurer, because I am not super comfortable with the fact that she's advocating for Dagomark's interests to the extent that she has. So I want to go see Quintessa. Sure. Privately. Yep. She gives you the deep, low bow. And yeah. And Caleb sighs quietly. <laughs> because, you know, he always appreciated that about her. Caleb, I think you'll be pleasantly surprised with the news that Representative Maracas is bringing us shortly. In a few, in a few days. I'm afraid we have something much more serious to discuss. Oh? I have um, recently garnered intelligence suggesting to me that you were not in Drelev's court by chance, but on a professional assignment. In short, I believe you to be a spy and assassin working for Dagomark. And you could make a sense motive check here. Like, oh. Okay, but I've got to tell you that I'm not going to if I if I can't re- if I can't penetrate. Yeah, yeah. yeah. All <laughs> you'll get is you receive no further information from the GM. Yeah. And 
I get a. What's my sense of mind? We get twenty-one. So she certainly does a, a good appearance of seemingly quite, seemingly being quite surprised by this news. You know, she looks very surprised, then vaguely sceptical, then the expression moves almost to rightly amused. I see. <laughs> I'm not really sure what to say to that. Um, I don't mean to dispute your, your sources of information, but the old Beldane is getting on in years. She wasn't my source. And... Ah. Uh, Lady Morag's viewpoints may be coloured by her personal circumstances here. The thing is, I like you. I wouldn't have given you a position on the council if I didn't. But I've always known that you had other agendas, and I've always known that I couldn't necessarily pick up on them, because you and Michaela have a lot in common. You're both brighter than me. And you're both very good at the game. And I'm not. I'm a simple, straightforward man, and I can't always tell when people are lying to me. But Michaela and I go back, and we know everything about each other. I see. I asked her to look into you when you made the decision to marry my brother. Because I don't think that's something you're doing because you've fallen deeply in love with him. Now, you and Tristram are your own business to sort out. And you're welcome to stay on as a citizen of Stagthorn if you desire to. But after the t- that time my spymaster tried to take m- invited me out to a private meeting and tried to appetate me and have me murdered by demons, there's a very limited tolerance I have on my council for people I think might be about to stab uh, might uh, potentially stab me in the back. I've never acted against you or Stagpon's interests. I believe that. Everything I've done from the very beginning has been to... From the very beginning we met in Fort Drelev has been to improve your position. I believe that too. And my relationships with Dag Mark are very good at the moment. And again, she does a good job of you know, looking wounded and hurt at the, these accusations. You've been a good treasurer. But it's not a circumstance that I'm comfortable with you still... a position I'm comfortable with you continuing in. And I can't say... uh, While I could have told you some other reason, I'm confident that you... I couldn't make anything up that you wouldn't be able to see through. So I'm doing you the courtesy of of telling you the truth. And Carolyn emphasises the truth very slightly... 
What are you proposing, then? You don't seem about ready to clap me in irons and execute me. She says, her eyes sort of looking vaguely around the room. Nay. That, um... You've given me loyal service, and this is enough of a, um... Disrespect to that. What do you want to do now with regard to Tristram and with regard to anything else relating to this kingdom is in your discretion. I wanted to tell you what I believe to be going on because I believe that you would find out anyway and it seemed fairer to let you know personally. What I want, it would seem, no longer has anything to do with it. If you had come to me and told me that your allegiance, that you had this in your past, but your allegiances has changed, that would be a different matter. It does not seem I would have believed anyway. I hope you can at least understand why I was reluctant to expose my past to you. If you have another position you want to put to me, this is certainly the time. But if you want to tell me that my informant is misinformed... I cannot tell you that your informant is correct. She says, emphasising the cannot very strongly. I can only tell you that I care a great deal for your brother. That I have increased Stagthorn's fortunes. That I have brought you, your family and your kingdom no harm. And have aided you in Extensively in bringing Fort Trailer under your thumb. You have. If Tristram still seems to care a great deal for you, it's your decision whether what the two of you have between each other can survive this. No, it's not. My position is clear. Once once exposed, extract. Ah. Well, I'm sorry for that. But it must be a hazard of your profession, yeah? Will you do me a favour? The service I have rent Stagthorn. Tell your brother it wasn't a lie. And then you can make a sense motive check on that one. Yeah. Mm. Crud. You know, I might just re-roll that. I can certainly do better than that. I think the box of cards is 
around in the cupboard somewhere. No, you know what? I'm going to choose to believe that. <laughs> Tell your brother it wasn't a lie. And then she raises her hands, in the, presuming that you don't immediately no, no. spectacular. She raises her hands in the air, mutters a few words, steps slightly sideways, and vanishes. That simplifies matters. And, um... I will go see Tristram. And pass on the message. And he just looks at you with the biggest sort of wounded puppy dog eyes. Was it true? I think it was. I think... I think she tried hard not to care about you because it was politically expedient to connect herself to you and there was a risk... There was always the risk that this would happen. And I think she failed. I think... She... was very upset with what happened here. And not just because it meant losing the other things that she'd worked hard for. I think she really did care about you. Well. Damn the gods and the commune spells. I should get back to work. We're still at war, after all. Nah, sod that. Let's get drunk or something. Or, if you don't want me, um, get drunk with someone. Today is not the day to be working. Sure. I think... I think I'll go find Pilavish. Be back among my own kind. Kel Winces. Yep. Yep. Oh, that was brutal. Mm. It's not you doing it wrong, it's just kind of a brutal scene. Yeah. Alright. Yeah. It's, um... It's the time he needs to know that Michaela cares about him, but also I think my way, way too soon to go there. Yeah. On the other hand, we didn't have to kill her, so that's a decided plus. If she'd been a Grey Ronan, we would have had to round her up and execute her, and that would have been way messier. And, um, you will get word, um, of, of this reasonably rapidly, because I imagine you're sort of looking for it, um... Quintessa vanished from the throne room. Um, from her tower, she sent out over a dozen different bird messengers in all directions, essentially. Um, 
clearly got some of her stuff at some point. She hasn't just vanished without a trace. Um, and then this this sort of weird thing has happened where over over a dozen of the various servant girls that are in the palace have gone off in all directions with piles of gold, all wearing different wigs kind of thing. Yeah. So she had some sort of extraction plan that she's now put into process, but the, the short form of it being that she's probably sent a message back to say that she's been exposed. Yeah. And has taken some of her gear and left the left the castle and presumably is in process of leaving the kingdom. Yeah. Or at least she's attempting to make it look that way so she can sneak back and murder you in the night, but that's pretty unlikely because Dagomark at present has no reason to murder you and several strong incentives not to. Yeah, which is a definite plus. And it's, um, you know, absent the messy business with Tristram, this is a resolution to the Congressor problem I'm completely happy with. Yeah. And even with the messy Tristram problem, I stand by my theory that it better, it's better now than it would have been six months down the track, because I imagine even if she'd married him, this is still what she'd have to do if we exposed her as a Dagomark assassin. Yeah, that might have been an interesting story, but it's yeah. not the one we have told. No. So, um, there, there would, would have also been interesting stories if you hadn't made her a counsellor in the first place. <laughs> because then other things might have happened. <laughs> Potentially things to free up slots on the council. Ah, uh, yep. <laughs> the old Beldame is very old. Yeah. That is quite true. Um... Glad I didn't make him my spy master. Yeah, the old Bill Dame is very old. Yeah. Um, so fallout um, politics from this um, will some of the politics will be plum clear in retrospect. Um, you, I'm happy to do my meeting in three days with Timon Marakis. <laughs> you have t- you have tied yourself economically to um, Dagomark in such a way that would be difficult and basically you know penalise you to extract yourself from. Uh, certainly nothing happens there. Dagomark applies no more, no further pressure. Your money doesn't disappear into a void or anything. Yeah. Um, it, it's, they've tied strings to make it costly for you to disengage. I'm quite happy to just leave them there. Yeah. Um, in terms of um, the other politics behind it, I think what, what Caleb would either assess or rapidly be told by Michaela is from Dagomark's point of view... Like their their optimal result is not having any strong neighbors, so it's bad for them if Pytax conquers you. It's bad for them if you conquer Pytax. It's kind of in their best interests for you two to fight each other forever, but they have no method of making that really happen. Yeah. Uh, it is, however, in, probably very much in their interests for you to have another strong neighbor in in Mivon um, or Brevoy or that sort of thing. Which is probably why Quintessa was arguing on the pro Mivon side, not necessarily because it advantages Stagthorn, but because it helps Dagomark indirectly. Although that does that makes a lot of sense, but it's weird that she flip flopped when she'd previously been arguing against it, as opposed to just starting with that position. Mm-hmm. But yeah, you you don't know what's yeah, happening no, on that score. No, no. Alright, so um, do I in fact still have a meeting with Tamara and Marakis in three days? Yes, you do. I'd I'd have her leave a note for Tristan, but frankly I think that exit was about letter perfect. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Tell your brother it wasn't a lie and she vanishes. Yeah, and I I thought about it, and it's like, I could try and break her sense motive and find out if she was telling the truth, and uh, it's like, no, Caleb wants to believe that she was telling the truth, 
and he thinks it'll hurt less for Tristram if Tristram believes he was telling the truth, and if she doesn't know she wasn't, there's there's no um there's no flaw in that plan. Yeah, there's there's kind of three explanations to that. Either you know she was lying to twist the knife as much as possible. Um, she was telling the truth. Or she was telling the truth to soften the blow as much as possible. I think it's the um, I think it's the Spike Buffy thing. No, you don't. But thanks for saying it. Yeah, <laughs> I do love that person. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> like I think she did love him, but not enough to give up her prior allegiances that would necessitate the end of the relationship if ever discovered. No, but um, that's a hell of a thing. Yeah. Um, like the 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 Dagomark assassin's loyalty to Dagomark is pretty legendary. It yeah. would be on about par with you betraying House Thorn or Michaela betraying you, or um, me betra- me um, abandoning Aristel for yeah. um, it's not, or it's something. It's not that it couldn't happen, but it would be a huge big ass deal. Yeah, but from my perspective, it's kind of like like say a guy who's up with a girl hooks up with a girl and doesn't tell her he's in he's in the navy and at any yep. point he could be called offshore for two years and she, you know she she and might die and she'd never see him again that's the sort of thing that you should tell people when you get into a relationship with them and you know if you have that kind of job just maybe you shouldn't form strong attachments and if you decide to form strong attachments because it's politically convenient for you to sleep with a guy who's really high up in the hierarchy, you, you know, Tristram has every right to be upset that that ended badly, but she really forfeited quite a lot of that. You, you did some excellent role-playing across the board there, I commend you. <laughs> so, um, yeah, um, Caelan will very quietly let yeah. his counsellors know that we're down one treasurer. Yeah. And ask that it not be that while of it, that Merca- the, the, the general story is that Contessa developed some urgent business elsewhere and had to resign her post in a tearing hurry. You know, nobody's... A- I, and the dig- I politely ask people not to distribute any reasons that she might have had for doing so. <laughs> yeah. So... Uh, in the immediate fallout from that, on your kingdom um, notes where you're your scrap bag and your treasure yeah. and that sort of thing. I don't have a treasurer. You know, um, and not only do you not have a treasurer, as it transpires, she's left things in a horrible mess as if she were endeavouring to make herself as indispensable as humanly possible. Right. Um, so you gain an unrest from your counsellor disappearing. Yeah, but I'll do that next yeah, time yeah. when the slot actually changes. And Unless then, I gain an extra unrest because of the circumstances, uh, then, which would be entirely fair. Then you gain another two unrest, not so much because she's exposed as a Dagomark assassin, because that doesn't leave your counsel, where yeah. Robert doesn't really hit the street, because you have no interest in spreading it and she has no interest in spreading yeah. it. Um, but what transpires is that she has deliberately wound the treasury around herself personally to make herself indispensable in that role and sort of removed key people and put people in odd places and moved accounts here and we don't know where this bit is and etc etc. It's basically the exact opposite of what Corwin did because Corwin was of course very old and actively looking for a death opportunity and deliberately wanted the kingdom to be in good financial shape and left lots of documents explaining exactly what people should do about it in the event of his death. He was much more prepared than your average treasurer. So that unrest isn't actually that your people are upset with circumstances 
it's that your kingdom is suddenly in a mild economic crisis yep. for no discernible reason. Yeah, so we pick up two unrest points then, and then yeah, and one another one because people go, "Why did you get this new treasury? The yeah. Quintessa was much hotter than Leon." Yeah, Leon's like, "Oh God, it's me again." Yeah, it might have to be. I'm, I'm damn short of um, potential um, talented people to fill the slot. So yes, if you if you still does, if we can leave it there, if you want, you can continue on with your kingdom events. We can move on to your meeting with Timon Maracus. Well, I think uh, Timon Maracus is the one I would. Re- if there's something else that happens in time sequentially, I will obviously do that first. But Timon Maracus seems like a good choice. No, the next one is Timon Maracus. Cool. But there's enough stuff here that this isn't going to be a five minute scene. Alright, what time? I don't actually think it's going to be massive, but maybe a 15 minute scene? I'm cool with a 15 minute scene. Because finishing the dagger mark business seems good. So, first of all, can you give me a um, sense motive check? Yep. As Timon Rackus arrives under normal diplomatic envoy and starts a perfectly normal meeting. Yep, 18. Um, And. If he knows that Quintessa has been exposed, and he really should, like yeah. he's Dagomark doesn't have a king; they have a council of yeah. uh, secret lords, basically, um, whom he is just kind of the speaker for. Yeah. But he's he, he's quite definitely not the king. The buck doesn't stop with him, but he'd be interwoven in all of these plots. So yeah. he'd kind of have to know. Yeah. Um, if he does, however, he gives no sign of it, and and just kind of. Um, there, there's some slight awkwardness over, you know, like, we had this meeting scheduled with Quintessa, and, and yeah. she's not here, and you, there's no one else here, you don't have a replacement. Yeah, yeah. You know, it's just like, uh, you know... Uh, I, I imagine we brought Leon in as an... Whether or yeah. not we're going to make him treasurer again, yeah. we're, we're getting him in as an emergency... Yeah. Um, as emergency and, backup. And Tom Reich just sort of leaves this, you know, it's unfortunate the Lady Marae was not available. <laughs> Yes, it uh, is um, a shame. Things are a bit of a mess at the Treasury at the moment, but I'm, I'm sure we can um, work out something. And he gives you some general sort of um, vague bloody blah about, you know, economic things and uninteresting stuff, which is pretty much um, largely waffle and pretext to the reason that he is actually here. Um, he says to you, you know, I'm... Terribly, I'm, I'm glad to see that Stagthorn is still managing to prosper even with the terrible conditions of the war with Pytax. It, it must be very harsh. Dagomark has had the good fortune to never have to have had a war to fight. Alas, it, it leaves our general sadly underemployed. Uh, Eugenia Varadu, you've met her several times. If oh. you remember her, she's oh, the, old yeah. woman, the old woman who hulked out at random intervals yeah. and really has magic powers. Yeah, yeah, she's awesome. Um, and alas, you know, Dagomark's economy is not as robust as Stagthorn's. We are experiencing difficulties in keeping her on at this stage. Uh, were she to find temporary employment elsewhere, I would have no. Uh, Dagomark would ha- take no issue with it. Uh, do you do you know of do you know of any such opportunities existing? And he will start talking through with you to this. Um, so what he is offering you an all but a direct offer is if you want Eugenia as a general, as a general, by which I mean a commander of your armies. If you want her as a general in your council, that's probably actually floatable too. But 
you've just removed one dagger mark spy. Yeah, yeah, and... And um, it's very hard to look past the fact that she's, you know, would be doing this. Yeah, yeah, and, um, you know, I didn't lightly give Mavon a present, an open spy on my council, and dagger, I, yeah. I, I'm not trying to carry favour with Dagamark right now. Yeah. Um, but basically he is offering her, her services to you as an army commander for the price that you would otherwise pay somebody else occupying that position. So essentially it's already factored in your consumption. Yeah. Um, what he wants from you in exchange is basically, um, it pretty much willing to take your word on it, that you will make the very best efforts um, to not get her killed or ransom her back if she's captured or whatever, and that's on your head and your expense rather than his. Yeah. Um, what he's going to do is Dagomark is just going to stick their fingers in their ears and hum as their general wanders off for several months to go command armies in another kingdom. I, um... Have tremendous respect for um, Eugenia Varadou. She's um, impressed me very highly, and my army has some vacancies in the general department. Completely devoid of yeah. generals. Um, however, um, while I would, of course, um, take the greatest care, it is unfortunately not a safe position. Drelev, ha- um, sorry, Irvetti has um, personally offered assurances that. Um, should my generals be taken in the course of battle, they will not be executed. But he is certainly not offering that they be ransomed back either. Um, and, of course, it is somewhat of a dangerous job. Perhaps the situation uh, vis-a-vis a ransom would be different with Eugenia's other connections elsewhere. Possibly. In, in any event, I make this offer with uh, with her full understanding of the mission. And indeed, um, you were probably vaguely aware she has come with his party for no readily apparent reason, just yeah. like as a visiting ambassador. You know, because periodically the other councils from other people wander in and out. Yeah. Um, I will need to discuss this offer um, with my council, but I will admit to being strongly tempted. Yeah, and like blatantly obviously is the fact that She's not really even a secret spy for Dagmark at this point. You'd be hard-pressed to miss this catch even without Quintessa. Um, You're pretty much giving them license to know all your military movements and army sizes and whatever else, because you you can't hide that information from her and still have her as an effective general. Yeah. On the other hand, if Dagmark choose to militarily threaten me, they won't send their standing army in? No, no, absolutely. So, um... But, yeah, yeah, it's... This is not necessarily going to hurt you. It's more just you, you, you know, going yeah. out. You're giving them military information to yeah. do as they please with. Yes, and if they were, if there was someone I was worried about a direct military threat from, I wouldn't do that. But and, um, so, um, but yes, I am going to talk it over with my council. And so, Tamon sort of talks vaguely around this point, and you know, you are making some progress and sort of moving towards an agreement. And then the meeting goes completely and utterly left field when something else happens entirely. Okay. Um, you feel something in your mind. Previously, you have felt this Titania calling to you. It's usually it feels like somebody sort of knocking gently on the door. You get this, Kalen, you know, Kalen, Kalen, you know, I'd like to see you at your convenience, or, you know, this is slightly more urgent. What you get now kind of hits you like a mental freight train, and you get Kalen, 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 Kalen. All right. Um, and um, I will... Uh, I'm sorry. I 
there's something I have to... Um, can we just... Just give me a moment, and Kaelin is going to basically dash out. Um, as soon as you... Um, basically, as soon as you invite Titania in any way, like as soon as you start thinking about this... She will just appear in the middle of the room, okay. right in front of Morathis. Okay, so Caitlin uh, <laughs> looks, looks panicky and starts trying to excuse herself, thinking I need to talk to Titania, and then, as I think Titania... And she just appears, kind of stepping and shimmering out of nowhere, and behind her you can see what looks like the world's most fabulous treehouse, this gigantic manor atop a gigantic tree that she is sort of stepping out from into this world. And Maracas just sort of looks quietly at this, look, looks very quietly at Gog, and just watches it from the side of the room without... He doesn't yeah. freak out, but he's definitely surprised. Yeah. Um, you know, he's seen weird shit. He probably hasn't seen weirder than this. Yeah. And, um... Um, and she just sort of bursts into the room, and she says, The deadlights are opening. They have awakened something beneath Watercase tomb. Oh? It should not be here. It should not... It comes from outside. It should not be here. I can stop it, but this is not my land. It is yours. I need to act toward it and bring it to peace. Whatever it requires. May I do so? Absolutely. And... She concentrates, turns sideways, and steps back into the treehouse again and vanishes. And Representative Arrakis looks at you. I can see that your schedule is busy. We'll attend to this later. <laughs> Shuts it, walks out of the room quietly, <laughs> runs off to go and, what the fuck is this? Yeah. But he, let's see how good, let's see whether his kingdom can match Tristram and the identifying great ports of the plague of the partners. And I imagine this provokes a fairly urgent, there's only so much you can do because Vortica's term is all the way the hell over here. Yeah, yeah, but, um, Caelan wants, you know, to know if Titania wants him to get on a horse and go there as quickly as possible, but he doesn't want to distract her while she's in the middle of whatever. So what he's yeah, doing... she looked completely elsewhere. Yeah, like she was. She came to you, said, "You know, can I act as I see best to bring your lands to peace?" And you said yes. And she went, "Okay, you know, yeah, got to do the thing." Seconds count. Yeah, cool. So, um, and Caitlin doesn't want to juggle her elbow, but he wants to deal with this. So he is probably going to find go find Tristram. Yeah, and there is no. Um, gigantic, obvious pillar of fire belching out across yeah. your kingdom, but if there's anything more subtle than that, you're not going to see it from here. Yeah, and in fact, he is going to claim Tristram and Christopher Rossi. Uh, Christopher Rossi is out there. Ah, yeah, okay. Because just he's to... running the excavation. Cool, just Tristram. He's a man from the Order of the Silver Twilight. Yeah. So, yeah, you go and get Tristram. Yeah. And he looks, he's already sort of coming towards you. He looks slightly troubled. I felt a disturbance as if millions of voices were screaming in my head and uh, in silence. Point. Um, Tanya's um, said the deadlights are opening. There's something below Vortikai's tomb. She 
asked my permission to stop it, and uh, then she went. She walked right into a meeting with Timon Marakis. That is... It just seems to be something about Timon Marakis. He got all the stuff when Svetlana kept quoting, um, you know... Garona's <laughs> yeah, um, um, chant um, in the middle of meetings as well. Uh, uh, he's going to think we're a bunch of wackos, but that's neither here nor there. Like, Give it his day, but he's like, yeah, secret information. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, but I think the important question is, should you and I get on, you know, your mystic horses and go gallop towards that area? I don't know what we can do, what we can do as quickly as we can, but yes, give me yeah, the last twenty minutes. Yeah, let, let's get let's get our stuff, and you know, you conjure us some horses, and we'll be underway. Because, like, normally it's not a problem if Phantom sees a ten-minute casting time. Yeah. Um, and, um, well, Kaelin's going to, um, brief, probably, yeah. that Mikhail is Svetlana or Brennan yeah. on, you know, yeah. bad, mystic, bad mystic shit is going down, look after things here. And he conjures the horses and rides out, and it's probably, it's not, you're not on the horses all that long. It's maybe half an hour since you originally first saw Titania when you feel a much more gentle and calm knocking in your mind. And, Kaelin, Kaelin, Kaelin. Oh, good. <laughs> you've sort of just left the city out yeah. in the open fields at this point. And Tristan, because of course he can yeah. Titania too because he's been in contact with her, says, so it's there. Uh, yes, come, my lady, of course. Yeah, um, please. And she steps out, looking slightly disheveled, like her hair is slightly yeah, yeah, awry. Yeah. It's a big deal for the her. The clothing is slightly tilted. Yeah. And she nods to you. And all is well, Caitlin Peacebringer. Okay. I would... I suspect you will wish to go to the site anyway. Your people have much to... Your your people are there. Uh, Jesus. Your people are there. Shakes her head slightly. Unharmed? She, she shrugs. I do not know how many were there to begin with. But the situation has been sealed. Permanently. That's good. I thank you. And then she smiles at you and then staggers and collapses slightly forward. And she... Kaelin's like, has dismounted at yeah. this point and starts forward even though he's aware that practically speaking this is like an illusion of her and nothing practically he can do. I am exhausted and far from the fable. I need to sleep, as you would understand it, regain my energies. But as long as she shakes her head slightly, I cannot help you with the Clockwork King. Mortal affairs are not mine to do as I would please with. But this, things that come from beyond this world, have no place in my river kingdoms. She sort of gives you a vague wave again. Jesus. Rest. All, all is well. Rest, lady. Let us know if there's anything we can do for you. No. You have done 
You have done a lot already, Caleb Peacebringer. Far more than you know. You have made this possible. And she sort of turns and, you know, looking very much like she hasn't slept in a week, steps back into the fable, which is the, clearly the giant treehouse thing. And it shivers out of existence behind you. Kaelin will sort of gently stroke his little amulet. Trust this as well. Uh, oh, um, less panic then, but I still think we should rather get to Mordecai's tomb. Yes, when when the lady says everything's well, she means we're not all going to be eaten by monsters from the outer dark. She doesn't mean we still have all the archaeologists she started with. Let's go down and count them. I mean, I, I personally am incredibly grateful that we're not all going to be eaten by monsters from the outer dark, but it doesn't mean there's not a mortal problem that needs dealing with. I can't remember. Are you... Um do you know off the top of your head, are you 13th or 14th level characters? I am 13th level. Sure. So that, that, yeah, at 14th level, Tristan's mounts can fly, otherwise they can only air walk. Yeah. Um, they move at just absolutely insane speed. Um, yeah, because no, it's 9 plus yeah. 4, yeah, so 13. Yeah, two, 240 foot around. Yeah. Well, um, there was no question but that I wanted Tristram yeah. on this for any number. He's my fey expert. And yeah, my last bit line, I can't cast Teleport yet. Yeah, and my Order of the Silver Twilight representative. And it doesn't hurt that he's it, the one who knows most about Titania, and he's yeah. got the fastest mode of transportation. You have no real trouble ar- arriving there. You basically take your mounts, ride swiftly, and at the speed they move at, you don't even need to stop and camp for a day. Yeah. So I imagine you probably keep going anyway, but... Um, when you arrive there, however, you can see pretty rapidly um, that the terrain is not what it was, because as you start riding into that area, your mounts get stopped by the massively thick, overgrown jungle that is now surrounding that area. It's like a massive explosion of plants has happened here, and the vast majority of them are normal plants, albeit ones that aren't necessarily indigenous to the area, and then a few weird things that you've seen in passing from the first world. Uh, so, if you get out your map of uh, Varnholz... Sure. Here we are. Right, right I, I just handed a big chunk of it off to Mivon, so it's already... Uh, is any, none of that's actually Mivonese territory, though, is it? No, Bordekai no, Bordekai, no, no, I didn't... I would have said something if we were going to be giving them some of the evil stuff. So, the Hex with Wardekai's tournament is a mountain hex. Yeah. What you have here, uh, Vordekai's tomb and all the hexes around it, none of them are lake, are they? They're mountain uh, No, no, they, um... Yeah. There's, there's, they're all mountains except for that one grassland. Yeah, they're all jungle now. All of them? All of them. Okay. Okay. They are still mountainous jungle, but they are jungle from yeah. the mountain now. Okay, that's um, that's. I wonder what's happened with Cord's cave with the good minerals in it. It's like a thousand years' growth has happened overnight. Okay. Thing. So is jungle effectively forest? I believe it's slightly different, but for the purposes of various things. But yeah, yeah so I'll I note it down. Look, I have to look down. That's okay. I'll note it as jungle. Yeah, like um, I say, m- many of the plants are not indigenous to this area and yeah. probably shouldn't be growing here. Yeah. So, um, my question about this change. Yeah. Most of these hexes were evil. Yeah. Um, 
like as we're riding that through. sensation is gone right okay <laughs> um they don't feel innately wholesome they just feel um, the same as if you were riding anywhere else yeah it, it's when they were water guys blighted ones you always have that itch at the back of your neck like something is watching you that yeah that vague fear of being stalked here it just it feels like land it's noisier because there appear to be animals living in here now yeah and um sound echoes in weird ways off the trees and things but the presence of the blight is gone in its entirety okay that that took care of that problem I guess and so at this point you and Tristan have to stop Be well actually you don't necessarily have to stop but the phantom seeds at least decrease slightly in speed yeah yeah because we can't fly over the jungle we have to pick our way through the jungle correct and it's not like swamp that they can ride across without touching the ground it's yeah. physical trees in your way however this is you know oh no you move in a quarter of your speed so it's you know like 50 foot around yeah alright there we go so um I have this weird knot of jungle um let me just take a look I don't think I actually claimed any of those hexes because they were a little bit too close to the um uh, I've got the lake which is just outside the new jungle radius and when you arrive around the area of Vortikai's tomb was, so it was on a little island out yeah. in the river, um, because of um, Mab's interference, the river was frozen over entirely. Yeah. Um, when you get there, the whole thing is just kind of gone. Yeah. The river is still weaving through here. The ice is gone. The island is gone. There are trees growing up all over the area. And there is a, a reasonably solidly built camp that has been built outside of where Vortikai's tomb was, where the Order of Silver Twilight were living, that looks like it's been dislodged by a whole bunch of trees suddenly growing into it, but it's still largely there. And there are a whole bunch of people in it, including Zamanth and Christopher Rossi, who are looking pretty damn shell-shocked. But nobody here looks hurt. Nobody has had their arms rent off or anything like that. There's no blood sprayed all over the walls. And Christopher Rossi looks up at you as as you approach, and he says, Your Majesty, how, how did you know we... Uh, we got word from a, um informed source, because Christopher Rossi knows about Titania, yeah. but his people don't, yeah. and Kaelin taps the, looks round and taps a very large tree that wasn't there last time we rode through this in a yeah. significant manner. He, Rossi sort of blinks a couple of times, um, picks up the catch several seconds later. Like, he's usually really calm and collected. Harry just looks shell-shocked. Uh, yeah. Oh, of of course. Um, Is everybody? Do, do you have all the people that you started with? The the order is intact. Everyone was forced out when uh, that fifty foot wide oak sort of burst out from the ground under the island that that's I 
think somewhere beneath that mass of vines uh, we were exploring Vordekai's tomb um, just come across an interesting segment of it that appeared to have been uh, sealed off we I carefully removed some of the bindings in, in order to open it and its face slowly starts to drain away to white and then it, it opened and I saw past it into Vortikai's deadlights shrieking and insane and echoing through the deadlights and I stared it must have only been moments but it felt like hours and then I was thrust aside battered by the, the trees and we were thrown here you know, largely unheard a few scrapes and bruises um, it's it's gone. I. For the guy's tomb in its entirety. I. And looking still shell shocked, he sort of blinks a couple of times. Some things I think are. are better left buried. I'm. glad our ally was here. As am I, and I'm glad I can see that you've had an experience you won't quickly forget, but I'm glad you're alive and physically all right and that your people are, are, are so as well. Vordekai um, threatened me with the deadlights once. I'm glad I didn't have the chance to see them for myself. They are dark. Drifting. Drifting. Always drifting. He sort of slaps himself a couple of times. And... Sorry. It, it catches you. I, um, I'm not familiar with it, but I imagine that there's things that can be done. If Samantha hadn't pulled me back from... And Samantha, behind him, looks immensely proud and says, You see... And Mum said that I wasn't good. That Mum said that I was too young to be here. Does she know you're here? Uh, yes, actually. Uh, uh, you you actually assigned her to this, or at least approved it. Right. Yeah. Um, because it was a thing to do with Samantha, where she was under supervision and control. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. All right. He, he only works. just started bleeding from the eyes when I caught him. Well done. And Kellen will go over and clap her on the back. Thank you very much. Nice reflexes. She smiles at this. And yeah, that's 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 pretty much that that meeting done. Cool. <laughs> yeah, the um. Now you can go back and debate whether you want you want to hire Eugene of the Hurley or not. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> So actually, you know, like Calum will check that everyone's okay yeah. and um, spend a bit of time with them. Yeah, 
and, and people have a variety of like scrapes, bruises, sores, etc., etc. But no one is remotely seriously wounded. Yeah, uh, Rossi is the only one that got a full dose, and he looks shell shocked, but under control. But he's just he's completely reversed his position on whether or not we should keep delving into this sort of shit. Yeah, yeah. What that means for his um, his professional capacities and things is something that we'll have to deal with. And yeah. um, this might be one of those times where modify memory isn't such a bad idea. But, but previously, he'd have come and yelled at you, you know, for destroying the ancient temple before yeah. he could, you know, look. At, and I yeah. just like, let, let it be buried. Yeah. And um, but this doesn't seem the moment to say I told you so, particularly considering if I'd realised it could open a rent in reality that could potentially end the kingdom, I wouldn't have let him go digging there. I, I, I certainly realised it could a uh, potential peril, but it was clearly a much bigger peril than I necessarily anticipated. Uh, you actually have Tristan here with you, so you get a Knowledge the Plains check. Which he rolls a 27 on. <laughs> Sweet. Um, so he sort of tells you what Rossi's describing, and... Um, what it looks like is, you remember the Portland Candlemere Tower that had that tentacle thing come through in your dreams? Yes. Um, something like that opened here. Yeah. Um, not substantively bigger. Yeah. Um, but it was a portal opening to the outer dark that things could have come through. You weren't going to get Cthulhu popping through here, or your kingdom getting sucked into the void, or anything like that. Right, it was just like a much bigger, badder Candlemere style of thing. Uh, yeah, one that was still opening, that yeah. would probably eventually consume the hex, and eventually consume the things around it, if you, you'd you have to go in and sort it out, and then killing the monsters that came out is something well within your wheelhouse. Shutting the portal is another matter altogether. It was a right bitch getting Candlemere shut, so a, a, a significantly bigger Candlemere doesn't yeah. sound like a good thing. I mean, this might be... Um, the, the reaction you've gotten from Titania is certainly overkill relative to the current level of threat. But, on the other hand, the incursion, an incursion from the Outer Dark, she takes very, very seriously. Which I think is completely legitimate. It's just... Uh, I guess good to know that she can change my terrain types. <laughs> because that's the thing I didn't know. <laughs> yeah, it it clearly drained her massively to do so. Yeah. Uh, you may or may not be aware of this, but Tristan could probably tell you fairly easily. Like, her staggering like that is kind of the equivalent of someone else collapsing to the knees and fountaining blood from every orifice. If you're a high lady of the Fae, you, you, you're just calm and collected and everything is fine. Yeah, come to that, um, her looking physically disheveled was new. Yeah. Like, that, that's not something that she does. Yeah, so she has burnt herself out on this pretty thoroughly. Yeah. You are probably not going to be able to, um, A, get any useful advice or help from her for a while, and B, like, even contact her. Yeah. But, you know... I am very, when I do see her again, I will tell her that I am very, very grateful for her help. Yeah. And in the meantime, she's resting and recuperating in her own domain. Yeah. Which is the best I can do because I can't practically help her. Yeah. But for your intended purposes, the blight, blighted land here is gone. Yep. Um, Vorticai's tomb is gone. Yeah. It is just be. It it has not been physically disappeared into thin air and um, 
removed from the map altogether. It's more being physically shattered by a thousand, ten thousand vines growing through it at hyperspeed. The end's going to Isengard, basically. Um, In terms of what you've got here, these hexes in our jungle with weird exotic plants in it, but they seem to be perfectly ordinary jungle. It doesn't, say, grow back when you hack your way through it with a machete. Cool. So, yeah, it's an effect that has happened and has now concluded, basically. Excellent. Mm -hmm. And, you know, there's an argument that it's a considerable improvement and a nice change of variety from... um, On the other hand, um, that's, like... That was a good... There was a lot of mountain in, um, in Varnhold. Yeah. That was most of it. Yeah. If that, that was most of the mountains in Varnhold. That was the biggest mountain the, range in Varnhold. The mountains are still there. They're yeah. just now jungle mountains. Yeah. Overgrown with jungle. If you if you hacked all the jungle away, because you could theoretically deforest them, yeah. you'd still have mountains. Yeah. I mean, you could also level the mountains, but it's a ridiculous expenditure of build points for very little gain. Yeah. Yeah, and now we have a grasslands hex, like the one directly next door. Yeah, so, um... Kalon will, um, having spent some time with the archaeologists and congratulated Samantha and that kind of thing, um, will ride back to Stagthor, at which point he goes and sees the two centaurs and um, briefs them on the circumstance. (laughs) And he's like... (laughs) Upset with the humans for fucking people meddling with the fucking... Yeah. On the other hand, you know, I mean, it's it's much forestier mountains, but yeah. that whole area is available for them if they want to move back into it again. Um, the need was kind of opposed to the Order of Silver Twilight having it on the basis of let's just kind of burn it down. Yeah. Um, Akora was more, you know, well, I, like I don't like it, but you know they're going to be looking carefully into it. Yeah. I honestly can't remember where all the factions fell. This yeah. was sixty sessions ago. Probably. Yeah, but um, basically, I briefed them on. You know, because this is their lands yes, as well, yes. and th- th- I thought they'd like to know. Congratulations, you have a jungle. Yeah, and also um, that Samantha's in fact fine, and indeed rather heroic, mm-hmm. which I figure a coral would like to know. But I figure that doesn't desperately need to be a scene, because it's just kind of something that I'm yeah, letting them know. So. And then I rebook my meeting with Timon Maracas to... Um, uh, which it, we'd kind of my next step was to go talk to the council. Yeah. So it's basically just an apology for dashing out. Yeah. <laughs> I well, had an extra quite understandable given the circumstances. <laughs> yeah. In extra dimensional vortex, you know how it is. So the the factoids of note there are that Titanium has probably massively overreacted to that. Yeah. Um has exor- shattered herself in the process. Um and needed your permission to do so. She clearly didn't just intervene because she felt the need and felt able to do it. Yeah. Um, Which is reassuring and, from a... Um, and Tristan will be able to tell you, will, will sort of be able to tell you, um, well, yes, they're, they're her lands, I suppose, on the first world side of things, but uh, in so much as the fae ladies are interested in, per se, ruling anything... Uh, but on this side, there are your lands. They're a mortal concern. She can't just intervene as she pleases without... But y- you are the ruler of the land. You speak for its people in your word and deed. It's, it's a matter of metaphor with the Fae. Well, I'm kind of reassured to know she needs my permission. It was a little alarming power-wise. On the other hand, I am very grateful. 
And I'm very sorry that it cost her so dearly. Yeah. And the, the lesson here is um, uh, giving her blanket permission to do as she sees fit to bring peace to the lands is um, not necessarily always a good idea. Yeah, yeah. On the other hand, um, if it's a choice between um, six new jungle hexes and um, yeah. me having to try and close a candlemere four times the size of the old candlemere, I'm relatively and content with the option she picked. Not to mention the chances that all the archaeologists would be dead without her intervention. There's, pretty be, there's been pretty clearly an effort to not kill the archaeologists with this happening. Yeah. Like, some of them should have been killed by, you know, random chance, whereas yeah. it hasn't happened. Which I, um, I commend her on. Well, and that's kind of all I've got for Frost, so you can decide on your own bat whether you want to hire Eugene Varandu or not, but yeah. I think we'll close out on an incursion from the outer dark. Yeah, I'll um, make the Eugene Varandu um, decision um, next session. Don't, don't, don't.